Get ready for an altered view. I'm David. And I'm Patrick. And this is a podcast for old souls and modern mystics. David is a psychic medium, astrologer, and teacher. And Patrick is a shamanic practitioner. How did you get here, Patrick? I went into the army right out of high school. I went to combat in Iraq, went to school for biochemistry, eventually became a patent examiner before having my own spiritual awakening, connecting deeper with Mother Earth and nature and learning more about my unique spiritual path. How'd you get here, David? (laughs) I got here by climbing the corporate ladder in the beauty industry, exhaustingly so. I spent over 10 years in that industry, eventually became an executive in that industry, and then eventually left that industry to embrace my psychism, my mediumship, and my witchy weirdo realness. And now we are here, so let's share our altered views. You're about to hear an archetypal insight for the winter solstice of 2020. So here we are. Uh, A lot of us are going into the holidays. Probably not a lot of us in with our families, which might be good for (laughs) some of us and (laughs) might not be good. I definitely miss my family, so I wish I could go. But it is the week going into the holiday season at the end of the year. Um, All this capitalistic shit that we all go through and some of us love, some of us hate, some of us are neutral about it. But We have our winter solstice on the 21st, and I'm always fascinated by the Earth's holidays because we have, you know, these four earthly rotations of time that, when you look at it, are very old and sacred, but then superimposed on top of them are these capitalistic holidays that we all kind of put our energetic weight in. So we have Christmas and New Year's Eve around the winter solstice. We have the 4th of July in America around the summer solstice. Mm -hmm. We have Easter, of course, which is a religious holiday and a spiritual holiday in a sense around the spring equinox. And then we have Hallow's Eve a little bit around the autumn equinox, but what if brings up does that bring up for you? Well, I think for the for the winter solstice in particular, and it is interesting to see the layers between the Earth holidays, the religious holidays layer over, and then the capitalistic mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff we get piled on top. But for me, the winter solstice represents the letting in of the light because mm. each day from winter solstice the days become longer so we are extending our our daylight the the earth is kind of opening up to this idea of a of a promise of spring even though we are still kind of deep in the in the winter months yeah it's like the you made it yes you made it it to the darkest day (laughs) y'all we're coming back to the light i know i always feel that sense of relief too once we get past that time especially here in Seattle, which some of you might know, but even when I moved here, I'm from Chicago originally. I lived in Denver for a bit, but we're so far north for the U.S. that it's really dark here in the winter. Oh, and then on the solstice, it's like dawn at 8.30 and sunset at 4.30 p.m. Like it's, yeah. it gets really dark and, and that definitely, that has an effect on your body. It does kind of make you contract and want to go in your cave for a little bit. Yes. And this this day, so I know we're talking about the week in general, and kind of this is like a 
you know, a, a prep of what to expect and what to look out for um, just this week going to the holidays and as we end this wild fucking year that 2020 has been. But it's interesting, the 21st, which is the winter solstice, is also the peak of the um, Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, which we won't go into too much granularly or anything, but we've had this conjunction all year. Um, Patrick and I just did a little bit of research and we found out that basically these conjunctions with Jupiter and Saturn happen every 20 years. And in between them, there's a Jupiter and Saturn opposition. So every year at the beginning of a decade, whether it is 1980, 1990, you know, 2000, 2010, or here where we are, 2020, we have Jupiter and Saturn doing this dance together in a same sign. And this year was anticipated by so many astrologers. It's interesting. If you want to look into this, just look online and look at old articles that were written before 2020 and read how astrologers were talking about this year. It's fascinating. Not that we need to relive the year again, because it was fucking nuts, but (laughs) Jupiter and Saturn have both been conjunct in Aquarius, and Aquarius is the water bearer, but Aquarius is the forward thinker of astrology, and Mm -hmm. it breaks us out of kind of those Capricornian old bones and it's progressive, right? It wants us to stop doing what we've always done and it wants to push us into expansion. Yeah, and we've got this sort of the the Jupiter being a more expansive planet and then Saturn being a more contractive force and those kind of being in balance. And you've seen that, you know, also as David talked about, you know, every 10 years we do have kind of this, uh, even a, a political kind of back and forth, what's going to win? Is it going to be the new paradigm or the old paradigm? You know, back in 2010, yeah. it was the, you know, it was the Tea Party and the kind of the rise of the of the House Republicans as a, as a response to uh, Barack Obama being elected. So you do have that, this kind of interplay and, and, you know, we don't have to tell any of you what 2020 has been like to experience that. <laughs> But well, that's uh, when it would have been oppositional. So Saturn and Jupiter, what Patrick's saying in 20, 2010 is they were opposing. Opposing, then, yeah. What was going on in 2000? You were older and wiser in than I was. In 2000, we had the Bush v. Gore, and we had another kind of uh, interesting election year cycle. But there was an idea of... of uh, and interestingly enough, we had both of the parties we're deciding to kind of move in a new, you know, forward thinking direction, compassionate conservatism from, from Bush. And then, um, uh, and then we had Al Gore. It's, but, uh, it's so fascinating because this time too, this year in 2020, I believe is when the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction begins its dance with air signs over the next few decades. So for a long period of time before this, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions and oppositions were all in Earth signs, and now we're in air. And what is air? It's movement, it's change, it's expansion, it's new breath, it's vision, it's connection, it's technology. Communication. Right? It's where we're moving, it's where we're at. Yeah, so shall we, um, you know, pull some cards, ideas to kind of guide us into what we might need to know around this time, uh, you know, as we move into the time of winter solstice, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunct that we talked about? Yeah, so we're using um, what Spirit told us to use today for this 
is the Animal Spirit deck by The Wild Unknown. I'm sure many of you love it. It's a beloved deck by me. So Spirit, thank you for showing us what anyone who's listening needs to know about this week ahead, about their winter solstice, about this holiday time, about this closure of the year, the darkest day. <laughs> Call back the light. Thank you for showing us what they need to know with truth, clarity, for the greatest good of all. Ooh, that was a strong stop. So Spirit, how many cards today? I just feel one. What does it feel like to you? One feels good to me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we have the hyena. Yes. Does hyena bring up any... I can tangent on this, but what does it bring up for you? Well, I, you know, what I'm first drawn toward is, is actually there's a picture of the moon on this card, and the moon is half in light and half in shadow. <gasps> Boom. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes. But yes, with the, um, you know, with the hyena, I always feel like that's, we've got some trickster energy there. Uh, we have, um, I, I think an animal that, that normally flies below the radar, and people, people like to think of, you know, majestic eagles or, you know, these, these kind of noble animals, but, um, but the hyena, I feel like, makes it work, you know, mm. needing to scavenge, needing to, to be in a pack and work together in order to kind of achieve its objectives. Um, but yeah, hyena's always, always going to make it work. I like that. And the working together, I think of the hyenas always from The Lion King. They're kind of scrappy. <laughs> scrappy, and they're scrappy energy. Doing absolutely. the work of Scar, but they're also like, they're making you laugh. Like hyenas, there's this like humor to the archetype, the trickster. Yes. And I feel sometimes, I love that you brought up the dark and the light of the moon. So I know you guys can't see this, but you know, we have the profile of the hyena and very vividly in the sky, the background of the hyena is a quarter moon. So that in between, you know, of the darkest time and the lightest. I know the archetype of the hyena, it can over identify with its shadow and it will use humor and wit and sarcasm and sometimes substances to mm. make that shadow come into light instead of kind of integrating and working, doing the work fully. Mm. It can over identify with that. So I know in the in this deck, um, you know, one of the big pieces of medicine when the hyena comes up is this this need for sobriety. And sobriety doesn't always mean alcohol doesn't always mean drugs right sobriety can just be of a sober mind sober mind yeah have clarity you know are the other hyenas that i'm surrounding myself with good for me what's going on at this time in the year what's my family pack like what's my tribe like who am i spending this time with and I like the idea of the, what you brought up about the, you know, going back to the Lion King. You do have these, you know, hyenas, again, are not necessarily thought of as a, as a power animal or as a very powerful animal, but they interact with powerful forces. So they're having to negotiate all of these power dynamics that are happening around them, but they're having to move in, in, in maybe, a, maybe a more cautious way as they approach those, but they're still able to, to get what they need and make things work among all of these other larger power dynamics that are kind of happening around them. Yeah. So maybe 
calling in that sort of centeredness, that sober mind, and being able to really see your place in the midst of these other swirling forces that might be happening around you. That's what the whole year has felt like. We've had to to be scavengers with things, rely on each other, (laughs) and also have some humor at times. Thanks again for joining us on An Altered Altered View. View.